Be'ezus Hashem Yizbarech. We'll continue what we are learning from the Holy Letters of the Balatanya, letter number 12. The Sheer is L'schus for Shalema for Hindu Pastor Barafu. Well, we are learning letter number 12. And we're going very deep into the different ideas. And we're explaining the fundamental difference between the two modes of life. Either when you're superficially present, which means on the surface you only have activity, your mind and your enthusiasm and your heart are also elsewhere. We're explaining that when it comes to charity, even that alone is the purpose. Because the whole world is in a puzzle. Everybody was made for each other. To understand this enormous idea that you're really here to give for another person. But even if you don't understand it, and even if you don't feel it, the mere idea that you connect with another person on an active level, an activity level, you fundamentally change the poor man. Because in order for the poor man to have what you have and to appreciate what he has, all you have to do is show up, just like in your own life. It's very good to have meditative eating. It's very good to bless God before you eat and to have tremendous meditation and to have mindful eating. And it's important not to overindulge. And it's important not to eat foods that will hurt your body, that will create addictions and decay in your body. But if a person has resolved to eating healthy, and in those meals that he eats healthy, there's no mindful eating, meaning to say that while he's eating, he's not aware, he's not mindful. of the, the spiritual intentions that you're supposed to have when you eat food. He's not mindful of the spiritual extraction process that goes on in eating. It does not change the fact that by him choosing to eat healthy, he will gain vitality from the food. In a few hours, the food will be converted into energy the nutrients, the minerals, the medicinal abilities of the food will be elevated into his bloodstream and he will, be, he will gain a refined form of life. Same exact thing, this is a metaphor for the idea of the poor man. That when you give him a thousand dollars, the pleasure and the enjoyment 
and the rejuvenation that you give for the poor man is independent in your intention. The mere activity will refresh and rejuvenate this person who receives the money. And that rejuvenation, that hashpah, that revelation and giving of life, of charm, of kindness and compassion, even if it was done just by the mere activity, meaning that you just gave him the thousand dollars, and the fact that he was refreshed and rejuvenated and his whole family has a tremendous life force from that, even though that was not your intention, because you have brought the light of kindness, the light of your money into his bank account. Therefore, the Balatanya says over here, God will bring down in any area in your life where you are devoid, where you are gvura, where you are in a space of emptiness and he will fill that void. So through your activity, you've refreshed another person. And this is the awesome revelation of this letter. How does Misa, how does an act of compassion, an act of charity that's not infused with vitality, with soul, with an enthusiasm. How does the act of $1,000 being given to the poor man, how does this create peace in your own life? It's an awesome question because I only gave $1,000 to a poor man and my activity was devoid of any enthusiasm. Explains the Holy Balatanya something unbelievable over here. Because the activity that you did for this man generated not just an activity of $1,000 in his bank account. It generated now he has $1,000, but he shared it with his family. His whole family got enthusiastic about life. His whole fa family got refreshed. His whole family got, they feel that they were restored their soul. So God says, now I will restore your soul. You gave an act that was devoid of enthusiasm. Your activity is devoid of enthusiasm. Temporarily, I will restore your soul. Temporarily, I will restore that your activities going forward should be peaceful. Your activity should be full of enthusiasm. And this is an unbelievable idea. Because you generated within a man something that you didn't even intend. God will generate the same thing in you even though you didn't work for it. And that is the awesome revelation. If you live a petty life, if you live a superficial life, that is your lot. If you're running after pleasures all the time, pleasures is going to be your life. There will be no meaning. There'll be no life force. There'll be no legacy. There'll be nothing. You won't be invested in something that will outlive you. You won't be invested in something real. But if you do kindness... Even if your life force, even if your energy, enthusiasm is somewhere else, the mere activity of kindness, because it generates, even on a tiny level, enthusiasm in the person that's going to receive your charity, God says, I will restore you. I will regenerate you. I will give you what you're missing. Why did you give just active-wise? Why didn't you give with your full enthusiasm? Because you're poor in that area. 
So therefore, God says, my such a shalat, I will give you peace. I will infuse you internally as well as externally. And that's where we come to this idea of avoid the satsudaka. But if you give avoid the satsudaka, if you push yourself to the limit, if you invest your entire being and then push yourself and are obsessed with compassion, then you are given a much more than a temporary peace, much more than a temporary enthusiasm. You're given the gift of the core of your soul being revealed in your body. You're given the gift of tapping into the harmony of the messianic era. You're given the gift of tapping into an energy that usually people only get when they work many, many years of, of studying, of praying. But the hack and the secret of pushing yourself physically, which is to engage in compassion physically, which compassion itself is something that has not changed. Torah and tefillah over the years has changed because people have changed. People have become more coarse, more, less intelligent than the previous generations. But the compassion, the compassion has remained the same. The love for another Jew, the being able to give to another Jew, that has remained the same. And that is the awesome revelation that he shares with us in this letter. The idea that a person who pushes himself to the limit and gives compassionately, such a person touches a never-ending, everlasting tranquility. And over here we get to something as we get in the next few days, we're going to finish up the letter, God willing. We've addressed most of the fundamental points of the letter throughout many different svarim that are from all the holy rabbis from the Balatanya and his son and his grandchild and all the rebbes of Chabad that spoke about these concepts at length. And we've touched upon the key, crucial elements of this letter. And over here we get to one of the core elements of what he wants to describe in this letter. One of the secrets and the mysteries of the whole entire universe. which is to understand if there's 10 energies, three are intelligence, three are the heart, and three are the torso, the body, that will convey the heart. If there's 10 energies, what is the reason now we say that the purpose of the world is compassion. And this is a tremendous idea to understand this in its entirety. It's what he really wants to explain in this letter.
that there is, as we explained many times, there is right and left, starting in a person. There's many different levels we've gone through on this multifaceted journey of this holy letter of the Balatanya, which we said, their soul and body, which is right and left, primarily soul and body. So when you look at yourself in the mirror, you see right and left. Your right side is your right hand, your right eye, your right foot, your right side of your brain, your right side of your heart. And then there's the left side, the left eye, left side of your brain, left ear, left hand, left side of your heart, your left foot. And then there's the middle. The middle is Das, Rachamim, Yesoid, and Malchus. The middle is all the same. You cannot see the middle. The middle is the core of who you are. The core of who you are, as the Holy Kabbalists explain, is either the soul that's deep in your intelligence or the soul that's deep in your heart. The soul that's deep inside you, that's indescribable, or the soul that's hovering above you. And this soul comes out only certain times in your life that are you fully in touch with it. It has different descriptions in Kabbalah. Either it's called Yechida, or it's called the Etzema Nefesh, the essence of the soul, or it's called the Chelek Elikami Mal Mamesh, the part of God the literal part of God that's above, that's in you. And the goal of right and left in your body is to make mixture in the middle. For the middle part of you, the core of who you are, to combine right and left. And the Holy Balatanya explains something unbelievable. He says your left side, your left side is your Bina, your Gvura, your Hoid, and your Malchus. We talked at length about these four energies. We're going to go into it slightly more. Your right side is your Chochma, your Chesed, your Netzach, and your Yusoid. So you have four and four. Chochma, Chesed, Netzach, and Yesoid. Bina, Gvura, Hoid, and Malchus. These are the two. Each one is opposing the other one. Mm-hmm. Explain the holy Kabbalists that that is a mistake. The left is an amplified version and a container for the right. So really, even though there are spiritual energies, ten, you're made up of ten energies. You're not made up of a ten parts of your body. Before you have your body that has organs that convey these energies. As we've explained, we went very deep into this, that these ten energies are all in your body. They're all over. They're, they make up you from the intelligence is primarily in your head. But even in your head, you have these 10. Even though your, your brain is primarily intelligence, but 
You're made up of all of these ten. We are explaining that these ten energies, the right side reflects the soul. When you talk about Chochmah, Chesed, Netzach, and Hoid, you're talking about the soul. And when you talk about Bina, Gvura, Hoid, and Malchus, when you're talking about these four energies, even though the heart understands what they mean, we went into each one individually. That's talking about the body. Those are energies that are primarily related to the body. The body of wisdom is understanding. The body of love is feeling the love. The body of conquering. The body of wanting you is surrender. And the body of communicating Communicating intelligence, the body is the mouth. The body is the one who's going to actually express it. So there's soul and there's body, even in these energies. And in Kabbalah, it's called oil and kli. There's the light and there is the cup, the vessel that hold that energy. So when you just look at the 10 energies alone on their own, the feminine side, the left side is the side of the body. It will be the body, it will allow the right energy to come in and be invested in the world. You have wisdom, your wisdom has nothing, means nothing in this world. Can't interact with the world unless you understand the wisdom. You have love, your love is a superficial quality unless it's felt by the heart, unless it's generated by the heart, it means nothing. You want to turn someone into your student? You want to speak to a class and that they should listen to you? It's wonderful that you want to share, but you need them to surrender their minds. You need them to listen. You need to make sure they're not in competition with you. They're not talking. Netzach needs the body, which is hoid, which is to surrender. If you're giving and there's no one there to receive, if there's no one there challenging you, if there's no surrender, the giving has no ability. So these four energies are made up of soul and body. In that sense, the body, the left side, is receiving from the right side. But actually it's receiving to allow the right side to reveal itself. It's challenging it, it's interacting with it, but it's allowing it to give itself over. And this is the tremendous point that he wants to bring out in this letter. The left side will always challenge the right side. Like an editor who challenges the journalist. The journalist writes 10,000 words and the editor says, you got to cut them all out. We only allow 2,000 words in this, in this article. And the editor will cut out all the non-essential things. And like that, the article will be ready to fit the print. print. So the editor is editing out the creative genius of the writer, the journalist. And they frustrate each other, but each one allows the other one to be. The editor doesn't have the intelligence, but the editor challenges. It's the body. He's going to allow the genius of the journalist or the writer to express itself in the, ma- in the magazine. And that is what the Holy Balatani is explaining over here, that everything in life is made up right or left. You're standing on this side. You're about to give the poor man. You're on his right side. He's on your left side. But you are really standing on the left side of God. 
and God's about to give you. You're standing ready to give your spouse. Your spouse is on the left side. But you are God's spouse in your primary life. And so on and so on in every area of life. Primarily in your own body. You wake up in the morning and your body is asleep. And then you wake up, your soul was restored to you. And now your soul needs to refine your body. Your body will give you far more than your soul will give you. But you need to interact with it. You need to work with it. It will allow you to do mitzvahs. It will allow you to do charity. It will allow you to do work. You can either let your body run free and your soul will remain trapped. And in that sense, the rich man and poor man are both separate. The poor man being the body. The rich man being the soul. The soul is trapped. And the body takes on its own petty, bitter life on its own. Running after its addictions, eating, just giving in to nonsense. Or you can have tremendous compassion on your body. Where your soul wakes up, your soul is giving to your body, refining your body, working for your life's mission. And that's what the Balatanya says in this letter. And he says in a few other letters, no only letters, that if you have compassion on a poor man, God will wake up his compassion on you, that your soul will be able to rule your body. Your soul will be able to give to your body. And in that space, your body will give you far more than you give to your body. Because you'll be able to dwell within your body. And when you dwell within your body, your love for God becomes real. Your intelligence, your understanding of the Torah becomes real. You sanctify God's name because you were a separate entity and now you came to discover God. And that's what he wants to explain with this letter, that right and left could only come together in compassion. My right side is my kindness, it's superficial. My left side is my bitterness, my emptiness, my feeling, my yearning. But when you make peace between them, you make racham and you make compassion. When you make peace between right and left, in your own body, before your spouse, before your children, you make peace with your own body. You understand the reason why you have a yearning ability, the reason why you need feeling, is because if you don't have that, how are you not going to be arrogant? How are you going to depend on God? How are you going to have a relationship with God? This week's Parshas deal with Yetzirah Mitzrayim, the Holy Balatanya explains why do we need Yetzirah Mitzrayim all the time? Why do we need to go out of our boundaries of our body? Explains the Holy Balatanya, you would never have a relationship with God if you didn't need to constantly go out of Mitzrayim. That was the beauty of Davin HaMelech. Davin HaMelech, every moment in his life, unfortunately he suffered. And you look until him, you see he prayed nonstop. So all of his sufferings rebounded him, trampolined him to connect with God. Today, thank God, we don't have to suffer. When you say till him, you connect with that suffering, you connect with God. And you have a tremendous unity with God because the goal is not to suffer. The goal is to have the unity with God. And this is this awesome idea that the left side, your yearning side, the reason why there's left in your life, in your body, your, your traumas, your anxieties, your past, the past darkness in your life, the present darkness, wherever there's paucity, wherever there's a poor man in your life, whether it's your children or it's the literal poor man in front of you, why do you have that? Only to mirror you back that you are in that same space near God. But if you had everything perfect, if life was a picnic for you, if everything was perfect, how deep would be your connection to God? Would you have a trampoline? Would you have an opportunity to feel like you need God in your life? 
And that's the awesome key and revelation, the revolution of this letter about compassion. That all around you, there's void. The world was created for Tikkun to fix it. That fixing, that emptiness that's all around you is not so you should keep the money in your bank account, your spiritual money, which is your loves and your fear of God, your tremendous intelligence, your tremendous money that you have, any type of form of wealth and keep it to yourself. Because if you keep it to yourself, you remain in an arrogant state. Yes, Misha, I am special. You don't think that God could have made everyone equal? As Dabra Malak asked God, why not make everyone equal? And Hashem told him, if I make everyone equal, who will be able to have compassion? Who will be able to do kindness? And the Holy Balatanya says, that is the purpose of life, to discover that each midah, each of the six energies or the ten energies, each one was made for its partner. It was made for his zivug. And that is the awesome revelation. We say every single day has a partner. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, every day has a partner. And Shabbos came and Shabbos said, who's my partner? And God said, your partner is the Jewish people. What does that mean? That means ultimately speaking, you have right and left. Right and left were made for each other. The middle is what brings them together. The middle is compassion. We have our intelligence, which is Shabbos. Shabbos is the beginning of intelligence. Hashem created the world. Before the creation of the world, it was Shabbos. The first day of the world was Sunday. Because the world was created in six days. Six days on Friday, other Marisha was created. Shabbos, he went straight into Shabbos. And then the seven days started all over again. So before the world was created, the first day of creation was a Sunday. Before the creation of the world was a Shabbos, but it was no world. After Adam Edition was created and he sinned, they went straight into Shabbos. So Shabbos represents the intelligence of the world. It represents the Torah. Every Shabbos, what do we do? We go back to God's intelligence. We lift ourselves up from the lowest sphera, from the lowest energy, the energy of Malchus, of kingship. We lift ourselves up from the mouth, from the lowest level, from the world of activity, we world in our business, and we go into the shul, we go into our homes, we transcend into intelligence, we all go into Torah and tefillah. The whole entire week, we were involved in six energies of creation. Sunday is chesed, Monday is gvura, and we're going every single day, we're trying to get involved and to bring one day to the next day. How do you unite one day to the next day? Through compassion. Through compassion you unite it. Because compassion means the heart. So you have each energy. Sunday is chesed. The, the morning of Sunday is the intelligence of chesed. The afternoon of Sunday is the heart of chesed. The nighttime of chesed. The nighttime of Sunday is about to give birth to Monday. That is the soif. You have roish, toich, and soif. That is the body. That is the torso. That is the ability to give it further. Right? You have money in your bank account. First, you have the idea. You want to share it. Then, 
You go and share it with a tremendous heart. Then you actually put the money in the man's hand. You need the maise. Maise is the malchus. Maise is the activity. Maise is the end. If you just have the heart, it's not enough. You just have the mice, it's enough. That's the holy letter of this letter. If you just have the malchus, if you just have the, if you just say the good word to the person, it's enough. It doesn't matter what you're thinking. If you just give him the thousand dollars, it's already enough. But what's the purpose? The purpose is the intelligence of chesed. Should come down deep into the heart of chesed, which is the core, which is the middle of the Sunday. And then to give the poor man the actual money when it's infused with the intelligence of chesed. The heart of chesed and the activity of chesed. So every single day, how do we go to Monday? How do we go to the day of Gvura? How do we go there? Only when the soif, the end of Sunday, which is the activity, leads to the next sphere. And that's where we see something unbelievable. You have the six royim. You have the seven royim. Seven royim. Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, Aaron, Yosef, David, and Shlomo. What are these seven royim? Explained the holy Kabbalists, they were the compassion of every Mida. Avraham was the compassion of Chesed. Yitzchak was the compassion of Vura. Yaakov was the compassion of compassion. Because the purpose of life is compassion. It's the core, the middle of the day, the middle of the sphere. What's the middle? The heart. What's the goal? The goal of the whole Shabbos. The whole of the whole entire week. What's the week? Six days, six spheres. What are we trying to do? Shabbos Mizbarach Miniyamit. Before the creation of the world, there was God's intelligence. The Torah had no, it was beyond the world. The whole idea of Shabbos Mizbarach Miniyamit. Shabbos should bless the six days of the week. The whole purpose of these six days is that the Jew with the Torah will refine the world. Six days, six energies. Chachma, Chesed, Vura, Tveres, Netzachod, Yesoid, Malchus. Malchus is Shabbos. The whole entire point is that these six days of the week, I work through the world. My intelligence of every midah is the intelligence of the Torah because the Torah is intelligence. And I will work through these six days and bring the heart into the physical world. The heart of every single person will physically love each other. And then we get to the Messianic era. We get to the Shabbos of all the Shabboses. We get to even my, my limited Shabbos. Misha Torah of Shabbos. Whoever worked the whole week Trying to refine the world with love and kindness. What happens in Shabbos Zalias Oilam? It's Shabbos Malchus, the day that's empty. There's no work. That day is lifted up to intelligence. That day is lifted up to the Torah. That day is lifted up where there's only prayer, only recognizing God. So the Shabbos alone, the Malchus, the lowest day, the day of emptiness, there's only activity. We only eat. We only being present in Shul. We're not doing no work. The Malchus is lifted up to Chabad. It's lifted up to Chokmah bin Adas. It's lifted up to before the creation of the world, which is the Ebesh's Torah. Now we see the purpose. We see the purpose of the whole entire six days of the week was to get to Shabbos. Shabbos is the purpose of life. The purpose of life is that all the work that I did, refining my material, refining, I get back to Chabad. I go back to God's intelligence. Just like God's created, just like a painter who's painting Every single day he paints a little bit more and then on the seventh day he rests. All of the painting comes back into his mind and he he appreciates it. So too God's mind is the Torah. And on the seventh day he rested. And our seventh day we rest. And the 7,000th year we're going to rest. We are going to have the tremendous revelation of the compassion. The way it's going to be revealed in the seventh year. The heart of the Jewish nation that was pumping throughout all of history. Is the heart of kindness, of compassion. That's going to be revealed in the 7,000 year. 
when we're going to see the revelation of how the world was radically transformed, the body of the world, the emptiness of the world, was so infused with the Jewish heart, the Jewish sensitivity, how the selfishness of other Marishal's chet that permeated throughout all the generations, that created all the type of evil in the world, how all of that was transformed and refined and used out to love another Jew. And that is ultimately the Sheva Royim, the six, the seven Royim, where each one was a different sphere, but they were the compassion of that sphere. They taught the Jew that ultimately speaking, the intelligence, the Torah is for compassion, which is the heart. So the whole idea is the intelligence of God should go deep into your heart and you should love him. And the whole idea of your heart is that your heart should go down deep into your torso so you should be able to give your heart to another Jew. You should be able to give your heart, your real infinite love to your spouse, to another person. That is the purpose of life. And that is what we are accomplishing with refining these spheres, these days of the year. Each day in your own private life, but each day in the cosmic consciousness of a thousand years. That we have, first day is a chesed. First thousand years was, was chesed. Second was Gvura, then is Rachamim. And now the whole goal is to bring Rachamim into Netzachoid Yisoy the Malchus, which Malchus is Shabbos. And we do that in our own private life, which the goal is, there's Torah, and there's Avoida, but the goal is Gmilas Chasodim in a way of compassion, that we should ultimately tap into this idea that how can we, how can we interact the mind and the heart? How can we interact fire and water? How can we interact men and women? How can we interact Given receiver, the only way is to realize that I was created so I could use my selfishness to know you, to give to you. And that is the secret, what he wants to say. Once you understand this, you're not just engaged in an activity. You're not just doing physical. You're doing this all the time, compassion. You're creating deep compassion all the time, looking at all the emptiness around you and realizing that all of this, everything I have is just not only to give, but to give with a tremendous sensitivity. And that's the Sheva Royim. Why were they chosen? Because they had compassion. Not just because they were represented their Midois. Every person represents the Midois. But to obsess on compassion, to push yourself to compassion. Moshe pushed himself in compassion. Aaron pushed himself in compassion. Shloime pushed himself in compassion. Tana de Veilio said they were only chosen for the compassion. Each and every one was tested. We're in compassion. To love somebody unconditionally. And that's what he says. If you want to tap into the never-ending, everlasting tranquility of the messianic era, if you want to be a beacon of light and hope for the Jewish nation, if you want to actually, if you believe that you are destined for something greater, you must tap into compassion and you must obsess on it because that is something that's never-ending and everlasting. It's indescribable and it will radically transform your life and it will give you a taste of the messianic era.